Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. To Peter, it, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense when Jesus told him to put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a fish, for a catch. It was daytime, the sun was up, the experienced fishermen on the Sea of Galilee of that time knew that the best time for catching fish was at night. And also they generally stayed near the shore in the shallower water to catch fish. And so when Jesus told them to go out into the deeper water, now that it was already daytime, Jesus' advice seemed to be all wrong to them, to, to go against all of their many years of professional experience. They had toiled all night long, they had done their best, they were tired from having worked, they were, they were already packing up their nets, cleaning their nets, and they knew that it would be some time again and after dusk rolled around before they could really resume their work with any realistic hope of catching anything. And so why would they obey Jesus' command that seemed so strange to them? When we think about the, the doubts that they had about what Jesus instructed them, we also can reflect on the doubts that we may often have about God's ways and his will and instruction for our lives. Our natural human tendency so often is to run with the crowd around us. We have an understandable feeling of safety and security and feeling of wisdom in numbers of what the rest of the crowd is doing. We know that peer pressure is a very strong force among young people and even among adults as well. Conventional wisdom often influences adults also in what we think or speak or do. Everyone else is doing it is a kind of conventional wisdom that seems to give the stamp of approval to just about anything these days. And yet Jesus instructed his disciples in another place about entering God's kingdom. He said, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Peter had been drawn to Jesus, attracted to his powerful teaching, and he had witnessed some of Jesus' miracles. He was among the first of, of those disciples who heard Jesus call and who accepted that invitation from Jesus to follow him. His interest in Jesus and his growing faith in Jesus was strong enough at this point to help overcome Peter's doubts about the instructions that Jesus was giving to him now about when and where to go fish. And so, in spite of his doubts, he replied, Master, we worked hard all through the night and caught nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. That's a good example of how it is when we obey God's word. We don't always understand the why behind everything that God tells us, why we are to believe some things that God instructs us, and why we are to do other things that God tells us to do. We know from God's word that we can't join in with everything that the world around us considers to be fun or, or liberating. We know that it's sometimes very hard to walk along the path of obedience to God's word and his will. 
I'm certain that, that almost all of you here could give examples from your own life that illustrate the cost and the difficulty of being a follower of Jesus. But Peter relied on the wisdom of God, the wisdom from God's word that was coming to him now through Jesus. And after relying on that word of God and obeying what Jesus told them to do, he and the other disciples were richly rewarded, not only with the material reward of that large catch of fish, which was a, a blessing for them as fishermen, but also rewarded by seeing that miracle of Jesus that confirmed his message that he is the Savior. And we read, When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were about to tear apart. They signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. The world around us is always filling our ears with advice and suggestions for us. Buy this brand and you'll be more attractive and healthier. Purchase this car and you'll save money on fuel and on maintenance costs. Take this tour or cruise and you'll have the time of your life. It'll be a life-changing experience. Well, many of these things are certainly innocent and, and many of them are it's just simply necessary experiences and, and parts of our life. Many of our temporal decisions are, are necessary for the time. But human advice will never lead us to what will completely and eternally satisfy us. The good news of forgiveness and of eternal life through Jesus is God's highest word and wisdom for us. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 1 that this good news of God's forgiveness is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Without Jesus, there is no one and there is nothing that can fully help us and that can fully satisfy the longings of our heart. Jesus is the one we need. On another occasion, when some of Jesus' disciples were, or other followers were leaving him, because they found it very hard to accept what Jesus was teaching, Jesus asked Peter and his other closest disciples if they were going to leave him too, along with the others who were going away. And Peter responded on behalf of, of all of those closest disciples of Jesus when he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. However, the obedient believer is not always at ease with following God. We're not always absolutely sure and, and free from doubt and worry. Think about Job in the Old Testament who was afflicted in so many ways. He had to struggle with his pain and with grief and with the shame that was poured upon him by his friends who simply didn't understand his condition and what was happening to him. In fact, Job was even at such a low point in his grief that he wished that he had never been born. He said, Why was I not hidden in the ground like a stillborn child, like an infant who never saw the light of day? On that day at the Sea of Galilee, that large catch of fish was a sign of Jesus' power as God. It was a miracle, like, like the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. It was one of those signs that Jesus did to confirm and to strengthen faith in the hearts of those who were following him. 
Yet Peter was not immediately excited and happy about being able to witness this miracle that Jesus performed. We see that his immediate reaction was that he was gripped with a pronounced sense of fear of of his own frailty and his own unworthiness to stand in the presence of God. And so he fell down on his knees before Jesus and said, Go away from me, because I am a sinful man, Lord. Now we know something about the life of Peter and about how rash he could be, about how he even denied Jesus three times shortly after swearing that he would never deny Jesus or abandon Jesus. But in spite of those things, we know, as we know from God's word about all people, that Peter was no more sinful than any of the other, other disciples or than any of us. But it seems that the other disciples just weren't as expressive or as emotive as Peter was. Peter felt the depth of his sin and his guilt and his need for forgiveness. He knew how awesome it was to be in the presence of the true God himself. We read in verse 9, For Peter and all those with him were amazed at the number of fish they had caught, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. But even though Peter asked Jesus to go away from him because he was a sinful man, Jesus didn't go away from Peter as Peter asked. He didn't leave Peter alone there to to wrestle with his fear and his guilt. He didn't want Peter to be frozen or immobilized by, by that overwhelming sense of guilt that he felt because of his sins. Rather, Jesus used this event to give Peter another more specific call to serve in the public ministry of the gospel. He told Peter about the greater tasks that he wanted Peter to accomplish. Jesus said to Simon, Have no fear. From now on, you will be catching people. Brought their boats to the shore. They left everything and followed him. Now, we know that fishing was an honest occupation, and it still is, just like so many other occupations. The fish that Peter and his partners caught were useful for for people to, to purchase and use for food. God created them to be used for nourishment for people. And it's the same way today for for everyone who works in food service industries and for so many other industries that are useful and worthwhile and beneficial to people. But now Jesus was giving Peter a special call, not just to serve people in their bodily needs by providing food for them to eat. Jesus was calling Peter to serve people with their spiritual needs to give them God's word, which would satisfy them spiritually, just as before he had provided food for their bodies to satisfy them physically. Through this word of God that Peter would share with them, the hearts of those listeners who heard this word of God would be joined to Jesus through faith. And so Jesus called to Peter to go out into the deep, his call to us to go out into the deep, to to be bold and courageous in sharing his word. It doesn't mean that that we need to be reckless or foolhardy going into dangerous situations and risking life or limb heedlessly. We can't simply take off in every direction and follow every opportunity that presents itself. And we can't simply follow human traditions and our own understanding because only the word of God 
will give us solid assurance and knowledge about what we are to do. And so first we need to understand what God's word says and what he is calling us to do in order to understand the mission that he has given to us. For some people, Jesus called to catch people by winning them to his heavenly kingdom will mean a a call into the the full-time ministry of the gospel. And so perhaps there are some young people among us today who should seriously consider whether God might call them into full-time gospel ministry in the future, whether as a pastor or a teacher or a staff minister, an evangelist, a music minister, a Christian counselor, so many other opportunities to share God's word and to encourage people with God's word in in full-time ministry. But whether or not that that is God's call for any of us here today, we know for sure that God has called each one of us, just as he called Peter and the other disciples, to use his word to catch people. That word of God is powerful and effective. And in each of our our lives, the specifics of, of how that will be carried out will look different, depending on our own individual life circumstances. But one thing that all of us share, all of us here today, is the knowledge of what Jesus has done for us to take away our sins. We know how wonderful it is that that we have been freed from that sense of guilt that we feel because of our sins, because we know that Jesus suffered and died to take away all of those sins on the cross. We've all experienced the great joy and peace of knowing that heaven is waiting for us whenever God chooses to call us out of this life. And we know the the wonderful comfort of God's promise that he is walking with us every step of the way throughout our lives. It's that good news that we share. No matter what circumstance we are in, no matter what gifts and abilities God has blessed us with, we simply reflect the great love that he has showered upon each one of us. And so when we launch out into those deep waters, as Peter did, simply following God's call and trusting in God's promises, it won't always make sense to the unbelievers around us in our lives. Sometimes we will receive scorn and and mockery from other people as we try to share the message of Jesus with people. Sometimes we'll struggle against our own weak and selfish, sinful natures. But we can go forward with clear eyes and with a firm step because we have God's word and we have his promises to be with us and to bless us. Jesus is our good shepherd. He is leading and guiding us and watching over us. He strengthens us every day of our lives through his word. And he has promised to lead us to his eternal kingdom when this life is over. So let's answer his call. Let's go out into the deep with confidence, catching people with the good news of his love and winning hearts by God's grace through that message of forgiveness and salvation. Amen.